Well, my friends, we have reached another Friday, and on this Friday, I hope that you are experiencing the peace of God in your spirit. Uh, I pray that you uh, will uh, settle into the weekend and find opportunities to rest in the Lord, and uh, hopefully some opportunities to enjoy some of the people and activities that you love. And uh, it's always good to hit the weekend and uh, look back and evaluate the week behind. Uh, but we always, uh, we're always looking forward in Christ to what God has in store for us, always moving forward. Um, today we move on, uh, speaking of moving forward, <laughs> in the book of Colossians uh, chapter 3. <clears throat> and we will be picking up in verses 15 through 17. And Paul kind of wraps up this section uh, where he was talking about um, how believers should live uh, as those who have been made alive in Christ. And what does our living in Christ look like? How does that, um, how does that play out in our actual everyday lives? Uh, we confronted the things of the flesh that we needed to put to death and set aside. And then Paul gave us a picture of the character qualities of the Spirit that should be alive in us as we're drawing close to God's heart and growing in His grace. <clears throat> and today he leaves us with a reminder uh, of um, uh, letting Christ's peace rule in our hearts. So uh, let's pray, and then we'll get right into the teaching. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, thank you for my friends, for those who are uh, connecting with this, um, with this series in Colossians and who are finding joy and encouragement in your word. And I pray that many others would, uh, through every avenue available, find the joy and freedom and comfort that your word provides, Lord God. And your word is our daily bread. Um, we read it because we desire to know you. And, uh, and we believe that your Holy Spirit speaks and teaches through the Word to give us wisdom and insight and understanding to grow us up and mature us in Christ so that more and more our lives begin to look and sound and act like Jesus. Uh, Father, we thank you for your faithfulness to us every day. Uh, you're with us at every moment. There is no point when we're separated from your love. And we confirm that the scriptures are right when they say nothing can separate us. <laughs> And we just give you thanks for that, Lord God. Uh, Father, teach us today. Uh, we're ready to hear from you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what Paul writes in Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17. He says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Let's start with what he says in 15. He talks about letting the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Um, I would say it appears to me that there is a quality of this current generation of people alive today that there is a significant lack of peace in most of our lives. Um, there's a lot of turmoil in our world. There's political turmoil in our country. Uh, there is turmoil uh, in places around the globe where extremists are battling for control of governments and societies. 
Um, and I think it's probably true of every age, um, but it feels especially true for us now that there is a lack of peace in our world. Um, it seems so often that uh, there's turmoil going on somewhere and chaos going on somewhere. And um, if you let it all get to you, uh, you might not walk out the door of your house. Uh, but we know that God has not called us to live isolated lives, but to engage the world, uh, to be ambassadors of Christ in the world. And so if the peace of Christ is going to rule in our hearts, it cannot be dependent on what's going on around us. It must be dependent on something else. And the only true way for the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts is for Christ to be in our hearts. (laughs) And that requires that we have a relationship with him. When we have a relationship with Christ, his spirit enters our spirit and begins to live through us as Christ would live if he could live here for us. And so when Christ is present within via his spirit alive in our hearts through our relational connection to him, then his peace can rule. Um, But his peace is not something that we can put on like a coat. It's something that emerges from the inside out. Uh, The starting point for his peace is his spirit. And if we're living lives apart from his spirit, then his peace will seem distant from us. But if we're living lives connected to and close to his spirit, then his peace will rule in our hearts. Um, And so he says, you're called to peace. So live, uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Surrender to it. Allow him to bring peace in the face of your challenging circumstances. Allow him to bring peace where you should have turmoil. Um, It's the peace that surpasses all understanding. We can't understand this peace because it's a supernatural peace. It comes from God's presence within. It makes sense that we can't understand it, Uh, but it's a wonderful gift. And then he says, be thankful. Oh, when the peace arrives in your soul, the thankfulness and the gratitude is beyond measure and beyond description. And then Paul says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach each other, as you admonish and encourage each other with the word of God and with spiritual songs of encouragement. Lift each other up. Use God's word as the primary tool by which you encourage one another because God's word has the power to teach and admonish and encourage and inspire and convict and heal. God's word has the power to do all of those things. And he says, sing those songs with gratitude in your hearts. Once again, we're called back to thankfulness. Twice he says, be thankful in this passage. And then finally, he closes out the message of this passage by saying, in whatever you do, whether it's a word that you speak or something that you actively do, a word or deed, whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Are you devoting your words? Are you devoting your actions? Are you devoting your thoughts, every aspect of your life to Jesus? Paul says, do everything that you do in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So if we devote all of our activity, every word we speak, everything that we do to Jesus, uh, then we are blessing it unto him. Then we are carefully monitoring the things that we do and, and being thoughtful about the things that we do in a way that no law or rule could cause us to do. But we're, we have an internal governor the Spirit of God challenging us to view our lives, every moment of them, every word we speak, every action we take through the lens of our connectedness to Jesus. 
And we don't want to do anything to harm another person intentionally. We don't want to do anything to bring harm to the name of Jesus. We don't want to do anything but bless others and encourage them. And so what a great teaching Paul leaves us here uh, to close our week on together. I'm encouraged by these words and inspired by them today, and I pray that you would be too. And I pray that Jesus' peace would rule in your hearts so that the turmoil and trouble of life would not reign, but his peace would reign. Let's let his peace reign as we go into uh, this weekend together, my friends. God bless you. Thanks for hanging in there with me this week. And I hope that you're encouraged uh, through these teachings and encouraged in the word of God each day. May God bless you as you continue to journey in him.